Welcome to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, the official podcast home for all human design manifestors. I'm your host, Holly Marie, a 4-6 clinic manifester, a certified human design teacher, and a manifester who is following her own creative urge to facilitate a thriving global community of aligned, powerful manifestors. Wherever you are at in your manifester journey, or even if you are here just because you love a manifester and you want to understand them a little bit more, this podcast is the place for you. Stick around for in-depth teaching, for real-life practical tips and understandings of the manifester journey, and how to become aligned and powerful and thriving as a manifester. You are here for global impact. You are here to change the world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Hello, hello, everybody, all the listeners, again to this episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. Today is a cool episode. It's a it's a super cool episode. Um, normally, I, I really love doing guest episodes, of course, and, and bringing you a lot of perspectives and narratives and stories of other people who are doing really interesting thing in their work. Um, this episode is a guest episode that we've had planned for a little while, and it's a very, very special episode to me because today we actually have on one of my beloved members of staff, Um, who I have been able to observe and walk alongside and receive the support of for quite some time. So today we are welcoming on the gorgeous Tasha. Uh, You will know Tasha from the other end of our customer service email. If you have ever dealt (laughs) with our support email, Tasha is the voice on the other end of that. She is really the heartbeat of our business over here. She manages all of our systems, all of our back end. Tasha is the most uh, capable manifester I think that I have ever come across. She's a 5-1 splenic manifester and the owner of an incredible business in Canada, La Belle Caben. She's also a very, very talented and proud Indigenous woman. She just is a whole package. She's a whole package. So I'm I'm super excited for you guys to get to know her. Welcome onto the podcast, Tasha. Thank you for being here. Oh my goodness. My hands are a little clammy after that introduction, Holly. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Tasha. You're amazing. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, good. Good, good, good. So take me back a little bit. Let's just let's just dive into the story. When did human design into your life and what was that experience like for you when you first discovered you were a manifester? Love it. Um, It was both validating and frustrating at the same time. And I think you can (laughs) attest to that when I had sent in a video for, I can't even remember what it was for back then, but I had found it and I'm saying frustrating as a line one, because I'm like, how have I not found this piece of information before, right? Like how do I, why has this not been something that I myself have been searching and have found? Um, So I actually, it was a hard time of my postpartum life. And I reached out to a friend and it was like, what is my purpose? What am I? And of course, these are like my shadows and my low expressions of like, you you will be wondering what your purpose is. And um, so she connected me to this 
beautiful soul that has now become one of my really good friends and gave me a reading. And surprisingly, I, I didn't even Google what it was before my chart reading. Wow. How very and online I, one of you. Right. I think I was just too busy with Christmas. It was like in December and I, yeah, it's so weird. And if I can suggest that to people, like if they hear and someone's like, oh, have you heard of human design? Like, just like, wait till you got to have a reading, like just, <laughs> just wait for the reading. And it blew my mind. Like I felt so validated, Holly. It's not like, I mean, of course you understand. Mm. Everyone understands if they're listening to this, but it was just um, coming from a generator was my reader and she had a manifestor child. Mm. Um, and I just like laughed the whole time out of ease. I was like, thank God, I've never been seen or heard more than that hour of my life. Yeah. So she did, she did a good job. <laughs> Yay generator. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it just trickled from there. Of course, I made some drastic life changes. So Yes. How long ago was that for you? How how far into human design are you? That was two years ago, I would say. Whoa. Mm-hmm. So you, yeah. I mean, you're such a manifester. You've had a really big growth and like a huge lifestyle shift in that two years, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So huge. you... it's too fast I gotta I gotta slow it down I think this is a a funny little um piece of the experience of being a splenic manifester as well obviously you and I are are both splenic um and currently our whole like inner team here is splenic aren't we we've we've got all splenic authorities in our inner team and I've noticed that that makes us just move at this insane pace whenever we do anything (laughs) we go so quickly (laughs) and then we just kind of collapse for a little bit afterwards um but I like it's that experience of as a splenic being who is also a manifester whenever we move into a journey it's rapid it's just mm-hmm. rapid and and my personal experience of of it, you know being the the human in that and I'm curious about yours um is that that seems like a a movement that's like outside of me. I'm not dictating the speed. I'm just present for the speed and the intensity. Um, and just knowing that it's, you know, that it's kind of like 99% woo, like this is exciting and there's some changes and it's amazing and this is great. It's exactly what I want. And 1%, whoa, this is quick. This is really, really quick and this is really, really big. And I kind of can't do things in tiny bite-sized pieces. They have to be, you know, big, massive overhauls. Is that the same yeah. experience for you? Yeah, I, I feel like it's it's shifted, honestly. The more that I have grown and the more that I feel like I'm in alignment, I feel like that percentage has shifted. Mm-hmm. And I mean that a lot of my conditioning, I think, was let's, you know, let's check this before you make, like, before you take a step, let's make Mm. sure that you can do like a lot of safety and a lot of, um, you know, making sure that like all these avenues are safe before moving forward. There was a lot of that conditioning for me. So I, I feel like that's shifted probably, you know, in my late twenties and thirties where I had more courage Mm. to follow that feeling. Mm. Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I, I definitely, I see that in myself and I see it in my partner, um, Corey as well, although he's emotional wave, which like 
drives me nuts sometimes. Because Corey is also a manifester, yeah. Just for for everyone listening, you you're two yes, of, yeah, married so manifestors. Yeah. So we are, um, yeah, both manifestors. But he, you know, there's other things in his chart that make him move fast. So mm. I I've definitely learned to lean into that, and it definitely ties into my creative urges. Like I see something, and I just like. It, within the span of a week, Corey and I could have a house sold, bought, and like the house <laughs> packed up and like new jobs, you know, and that's still not fast enough for me. Yeah. That's still not fast enough. Yeah. That it feels yeah. slow, right? Right. Yeah. I I was talking to somebody recently who uh, is an emotional authority and an emotional MG and, and like not at all into human design. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And I was saying, I, you know, just I'm realizing in our friendship the different speeds that we process life at. Right? That mm-hmm. I am, I am always processing at an incredibly rapid rate, and so you know, two days in my life is a long time because a lot of stuff can happen in two days, especially if I'm being intentional about making movement through there. Um, and he, as a manifesting generator, is very, very fast and is able to do a lot of stuff and make a lot of moves. However, he's an emotional authority. So there's this pullback on the, oh, I can move quickly, but I need to process that at a slower rate. And there it, it was just such a beautiful contrast for me to look at. It was a real moment of, I, you know, I, I really like being splenic. I think I like yeah. this level of intensity with how, how we live life as <laughs> splenic authorities. Yeah. And if, I mean, if someone's listening and they're, they're not, I know this is just like relates to a chart reading that I just did as well. Like there's other parts with other authorities that um, like, like Corey, uh, mm. the example that I just gave where, you know, his channels are about like fixing and moving fast and finding strategies. And so I can relate to a lot of that, even if we have different authorities. Yeah. Um, and my channels are, well, you know, like mm-hmm. systems and processes and all these things that I love, but it's also like, let me look at the situation, this point of my life, this move that I'm doing, this business I want to do, whatever it is. And like, mm-hmm. let me fix it and make it more effectively really fast. Yeah. And that like turbocharges my splenic authority. I feel mm-hmm. like it just makes it, it just, you know, gives it a bit of a boost, <laughs> I guess. I love that. I love that. The reflection on harmony that even these seemingly opposing parts of your design are actually working harmoniously. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the journey, isn't it? As I mean, I th- yeah, it, of course. Yeah. And it's very, um, contradictory is not the the right word, but there's like, I have a lot of in uh, projection channels. So mm-hmm. when I think of like this speed and moving through my creative urges and, you know, the, the way that Corey and I've been moving through this big phase of our life, it's still like, there's still like this waiting phase that sometimes I despise. (laughs) I feel like, you know, has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah. I fully appreciate that. that. (laughs) I fully Mm. appreciate that. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Tell us, Tell us about your business. Can you tell us about um, La Belle Cabin? What is it? What do you do? And especially, can you take us through the story of how that came to be? Because, it, I mean, as 
for me as an observer from the other side of the world who's been able to sit on the sidelines and watch this and and just cheer you and encourage you as you go um it's been a magical absolutely magical thing that you have created and i would love people to hear about that but i'll i'll let you free talk tell us tell us about the oh, thing oh it's so wild when when people tell me so before I answer your question Holly yeah <laughs> it's so it's so wild when people say like oh this thing that you're building and and of course it ha- it's probably somewhere tucked in my chart but it's still like it's still not big enough it's still not impactful mm-hmm. enough and it's still it, it's just not done maybe you know yeah. that's the feeling that I felt like sharing but oh, um, God, I resonate so, with that yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's so normal. Yeah. bringing um I guess bringing people back to how how it started this this is like a a true you know pandemic story exactly when I was interested or it, it, not interested but inter um oh my god introduced <laughs> to human design mm-hmm. we we made massive changes it literally took one conversation with Corey to explain that he was a manifester without telling him what to do <laughs> and uh, we made decision decisions really fast to quit our jobs. Mm. Um, sell our house and look in for an area in the world, like, well, Canada, where we felt like we could still find community, where we could still communicate in French and where there is opportunity and good real estate, to be honest. Mm. So we, we needed to downsize. We wanted to have like space and freedom. And I started to build this idea with Corey and was like, you know, you can, cause he was working like like triple hours during this pandemic. He was not one of the ones that unfortunately like, you know, worked a little bit less or whatever that might be. They, his industry like tripled Mm. and I had this brand new baby and we were like so unhappy Mm. and, and welcome human design. I was like, okay, done. I know what we're going to do for the rest of our lives. (laughs) So we just, we, we made some big changes and I like, you know, very kindly informed my family that there was going to be some big changes coming along and just to be ready for it. <laughs> and yeah. yeah. Um, so that's what we did. We like literally in the span of like a month, we like sold, bought, like, you know, quit our jobs and moved really fast within a couple months on the East coast of Canada. Um, you know, just happy place, lots of beautiful land. We decided, um, and this is, this is very interesting. We just wanted a year. We wanted to retire for a year. Mm. And put away enough money to do to follow our creative urges. Like that seemed like a dream to me. Yeah. Like it was I remember just, you saying that at the time. Yeah. 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 yeah like, like, let's just do this and see what comes up. Well, mm. we lasted like three weeks before we started a business. <laughs> so our, we had this dream of like having this little cabin on our, our, I've always had this dream. Corey's always wanted a tiny house. Mm. And so we just bought one. We just want, bought one like little dinky cabin and we thought, you know, I can go read in there and, and do my own thing, like away from the kids and you can have your space and whatever. And then we got here and someone just walked onto our property and was like, would you like to buy another 35 acres right beside your property mm. for like, not a lot of money. And we were like, yes, thank you. We would <laughs> like to do that. And then, uh, so we bought the property and we were like, Hey, let's spread the joy of these cabins and build four more. We did not, we like, we didn't move here wanting to build La Belle Cabane. Mm. Um, and just to paint the picture right now, La Belle Cabane is, uh, translates to the, like the pretty little cabin mm. and, um, or the pretty tiny cabin, whatever you 
you know, words you want to use. And we, um, right now, what it looks like is a Canadian retreat and we focus on healing and we do that in two ways where we have off-grid cabins and a healing spa or a center, whatever you want to call it, that we're currently building. Mm. So that's what it looks like now, but it definitely wasn't our idea. Like we wanted to come here and just retire. Like we wanted to have a year, you know, and see what happens. And we lasted like two weeks before <laughs> before we were like, let's, you know, let's look into this further and get alone and make it this like huge thing and change the world. Yeah. <laughs> so empty, yeah. let's go. Woo! Do yeah. you think that it was the the decision and then of course the the ensuing action of making that space for yourself to say, I'm gonna remove myself from this environment that that we're in. We're gonna sell all of our stuff, we're gonna buy this patch of land. All we want is to pursue peace, essentially. We we just want peace here. Do you think it was creating that vacuum in your life that actually allowed the urge to come through? One hundred percent. Yes. And I, I think that we were like that. uh, How can I explain this? The only way we were able to do that is because we did really well selling our home. We weren't, we weren't like, you know, given an inheritance, like nothing. We've worked hard our entire lives. We've saved money. We've had, we've always had side hustles that have been creative urges, but we never had the time, mostly the energy working nine to five plus Mm. to do that. Mm. Um, I had a glimpse of that when I was network marketing and did really well. And, you know, I, I worked from home ever since um, with different contracts and I've had that time, you know, a bit of that space, but Mm. never to this extent to say, we've got a year of income. Like we're good. We're good for our family. We're good for our kids. We can still put money in savings because we made this drastic change to, create some space and take a big risk to downsize, et cetera. And yeah, here we are. And, it, and I think that's why it happened so fast. There's, um, I mean, there's just so much goodness in that. <laughs> but I, I think for a lot of manifestors, they are kind of stuck in, and you described that so beautifully, like stuck in this perpetual cycle of, yeah, maybe I've, maybe I've got creative urges coming through and maybe I try to initiate them and I feel like they never go anywhere. And so that then makes me believe, well, my creative urges are of course not going to support me. And they're of course not going to turn into anything big. And all I ever am is just tired and kind of burnt out. And I, I mean, my personal belief, and I'm open to seeing this in a lot of different ways, but my personal belief is that every manifester needs to come to a place on their journey where it is a cliff jump moment, where it is a, I, I need to do something extreme to remove myself from this conditioned pattern that I'm in. I need to jump off the cliff metaphorically speaking, um, and trust that somewhere on that free fall, I'm going to get caught and that is going to create the life that I'm actually looking at here. And every single manifester like you that I've spoken to who is now living in this very aligned space and, and doing these really magical things, the common thread is that every single person has had that junction. Every single person mm-hmm. has had that decision point of saying, are we going to do this insane thing here 
to give me the space that I need or am I going to continue in this life that I've got? Does that resonate yeah. with you? Yes. And I have three words that come to mind. Can I yeah. share those? Please. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So these are, um, they're just like memories that came to me today, of course, because I was like, I'm talking to Holly later and my spleen's like, here you go. Here's all these <laughs> wonderful gifts that you remember from your childhood. Um, so one of those, this is like a quote, I guess. And it's, um, I can't even remember who said it or where it comes from, but when you're lucky, it's where preparedness meets opportunity. Yeah. And, and I think that, so the word is, you know, feeling lucky because I feel like we've been, you know, you can prepare yourself to learn human design. You can prepare yourself to focus on personal development, whatever it is while you're working a nine to five, let's say, Mm -hmm. but maybe the opportunity isn't there yet. And then it can be really difficult as a manifester. Like we feel stuck, we feel, you know, whatever it might be. And my second word to that would be trust. This Mm -hmm. literally happened like an hour ago. And I had a creative urge when I was in that, like I called it jail when I was a consultant. (laughs) I feel like (laughs) I I was working a nine to five and I was like, I just feel like I'm in a jail. Now it makes sense knowing, Mm. you know, what I know about myself, but the, that word is trust because I had found these PDFs that I created um, like five ways to detox your mind, whatever they were. And, mm. and I was like, this is going nowhere. I have no audience. Who am I sharing this with? I'm informing it for nobody. I'm not even selling it. Blah, 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 blah. Mm. Right. And it was this like thing. Well, today I opened it up and I'm like, this is perfect for Nabed Caban. Thank yes. you, Tasha, 10 years ago. Yes. Yes. <laughs> there's like, you know, there's this thing where like, sometimes the audience isn't ready for it yet. Sometimes yeah. our body, other people and our, our, we're not even ready for it yet. Yeah. So you can still like, you can, the third word, I guess, is those bright spots, like find Mm. those bright spots wherever you are, whether you're working like fun time, part time, full time, whatever it is, and find that space and just trust that Mm. you're going to be lucky later on. Like you will connect to that and follow those creative urges because you're honestly, you're going to create a PDF and you're going to be like, Hey, I'm going to use this five down the roads. That's exactly what Tasha said. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is so good. That is so, so good, Tasha, because the, we place so much pressure on our creative urges as manifestors that it has to immediately become successful, mm-hmm. received, you know, um, monetized, recognized, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And and the reality is that the creative urges are they're outside of our control. I mean, we're not the creative urges aren't even about us. They're not about us. They just come through us. We are just the conduit. We're just the vessel with an energetic capacity to initiate. So uh, over time, I think for myself, I've learned to just not question the um, the success of the urge, not question yeah. the timing of the urge, but to recognize that the urge in itself is correct and it's divine. And as long as my body is here for it and my energy is here for it and my mind is here for it, then at some point that is going to be great. That's going to be received by the correct people, recognized by the right people, whatever it may be, you know, like creating PDFs and then 10 years later finding yeah. <laughs> finding the place for them and finding their purpose for them. And there are still a number of creative urges from my past that I feel like are uh, still in that float they're still in the atmospheric mm-hmm. float of well I initiated it and I put the yeah. effort in and now what what are they mm-hmm. for and I I 
am really loving the experience of just watching them kind of land in place at these very unexpected intervals. Oh, wow. Yes, that's right. That thing that I did a really long time ago. <laughs> now, now it's relevant. Now it's necessary. Now it's being received. And there's a, there's a real pride, I think, in being the manifester in that surrendered experience. Yes. Yeah. And I think you can do that at different scales. You know, you don't have to be selling your house, buy your house and move across country and be crazy Mm -hmm. like me to do that. (laughs) You can have like one Sunday afternoon, you know, it's going to look different for everybody. Um, Yeah. And I think that's just important to note because a lot of us are where we are because of kids or, you know, jobs that we're in or contracts and, and we can't do that, but it doesn't mean you can't do it to whatever scale that looks like for you. Yeah, absolutely. So you are kind of going through, you touched on a little bit before, which is so beautiful. You're in a, a bit of a the next evolution of the urge when it comes to La Belle Cabin, right? You've done the initial cabins. Um, and I would love some reflection too on how how you feel that's been received, right? What was the experience of actually establishing that business, scaling that business? How successful has that been? Um, and then additionally, kind of how has this next stage of that come through to you with the spa? Yeah, I think, I think the cabins is in two parts, like what we had just mentioned. I think that it's ready for a lot of people. Like it's, it's there and a lot of half of the people I would say are ready for it. Mm. Um, And I think the other half need to experience it in combination with what we're growing next. Mm. Um, Because there's people, yeah, when I look into the, man, the incarnation crosses of our businesses are like spot on. It is, it's (laughs) it's so crazy when I look into that, Um, you know, creating this like private space for people to reflect and privacy and a, a small space where people can, um, you know, hold nice things and, and, reflect on their own lives and I'm like yes that is exactly what we do provide you know mm. um we have little there are 108 square feet off-grid cabins you're not connected you hike up to this mountain like you know in snowshoes if it's the winter because you won't <laughs> be able to get up because it's bl- glare ice um <laughs> or you're hiking up you know with your backpacks with a wagon whatever you prefer 15 minutes up to your private cabin um and the people that have come I would say 80 percent that inform me are like have have breakthroughs here Mm. like we we have we hear wonderful stories and this is part of my indigenous cultures as as well like we we connect through people through stories it's also a big part of like my profile um and and so we share our stories of why we're here and it has a lot to do with um a baby as well that we lost between our both of our daughters how it kind of started, you know, right before I found human design and that kind of trickled. So being open and sharing that story has allowed other people to share it. Yeah. And I would say, you know, the other 20%, they, they might just like have a party the next day and they just want a place to stay, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, whatever, we'll take those two. That's fine. Um, so it's, uh, it's gone well from that perspective. And that's like, like my global reach line five is like heart, like is super, interested in wanting to know those stories like that's yeah. why I built the business like it sounds so corny when people are like we're building this space for people to heal but like that's legit what I want to do like I want someone to come here and for it to change their life yeah like 
period. Our theme is healing. Like that's, you know, whatever that means for somebody, whether they come here and just have a good time, spend time together. Um, So a lot of people can do that in the cabins. A lot of people uh, experience that and they share that with us. But Mm -hmm. I think the other side is that um, we, that the spa that we're building, which is like an outdoor thermal experience with some, you know, heated river stone beds and um, some eucalyptus, some ceremonial cedar baths, some Himalayan salt goodness. Mm. And that healing aspect is, I think, what like the rest of the people are waiting for, you know, yeah. um, that, that, I don't know, like a more, they, they might just connect to it more. I'm not sure, but it literally just like we have these sketch these sketch pads. What are your dollar stores called in Australia? Are they like I forget what they are called? Dollar. Oh, we call them a variety of things. A dollar store applies. Yeah, we call them like the junk store or the two dollar shop. But yeah, oh, I, know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so there's these like wonderful notebooks at the dollar store. They're just like you know, kind of white paper, whatever. Like what an artist would use. Yeah. And um, we just Corey and I sketch stuff on that. Like he has his own. I have my own. And that's how the spa came about. I was like, what if we could add like, you know, an off-grid hot tub to one of the cabins? It kind of started very similar mm-hmm. to our cabin business. Let's just add this one little dinky thing. <laughs> and then and then all of a sudden we're like, no, 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 no. It needs to be this like, you know, it needs to be this huge thing. <laughs> and um, it's turned into something so exciting. And through that process as I have, of course, learned through you and MMC, plug in from MMC. If you're not in it, you should be. (laughs) And, um, you know, after learning how to properly inform, it's, we've done that through grants. We've done that through proposed, like business plans Mm. to expand. And we've been really lucky to have, to receive grants, to be able to continue that phase of our business. So Mm. it's, it was a no brainer. It was Poor Corey, though, like I'm the one that's drawing everything in my notebook. And I'm like, can you build me this, please? <laughs> Hello, Manifesto without a defined sacral. Can we go and build this oh, thing for me? <laughs> so he, yeah. And I mean, he's feeling he's, I have to check in and be like, are you sure you are okay piggybacking on my creative urge? Like it's a very, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a very interesting dynamic, but um, it came through, you know, through both of us really, but we, we drew it out initially just wanting to have one little hot tub and then it became this like let's add this and then it became this whole healing center yes and um yeah for some reason we like to do businesses in the fall in the span of like two months (laughs) just smash it out really really fast and then we rest for the rest of the year (laughs) yeah do nothing else (laughs) please don't ask me for anything from now on (laughs) um there are two things about that that stand out to me really beautifully the first is that um blossoming of a creative urge that I I think that there are a lot of the conversation in human design spaces around manifestors. Firstly, people refer to them as ideas, which is incorrect, right? Their ideas and urges are very different things. Um, but the I think the narrative in human design is like, oh, manifestors just get this full download and then off they go and initiate it. And I think that the practical experience of that for us is often that our urges especially very very big ones come through in bits and pieces they don't come through as a whole download we we get a little bit of the picture and I think the mechanics in that like our relationship to that is that as the manifester we need to be able to say okay I will take this little bit 
and I will initiate it. I, I will initiate whatever the one or two steps in front of me are that I can see, not knowing how this is all going to come together, not knowing what this all means. And in doing that initiation, the next part of the urge opens up and it it comes through. It's really, it's a very kind of flowering experience. It's almost like a, a springtime, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's so much more harmonious approaching our creative urges that way than trying to be in this power struggle control you know I need to wait for the whole urge to come through before I can do anything with it because that's fear-based that's a you know if I don't have everything that I can't initiate it perfectly and it's not going to work and it's not going to be successful um and it goes back to what you were saying earlier about trust you have to trust that whatever you're receiving is exactly the amount that you are able to receive and initiate for right now. And that if you can initiate that, then more will come. Mm -hmm. And the second thing that stands out is witnessing you uh, being willing and able to ask for help during that process to say, we don't actually have the money to build a spa. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So <laughs> where is that coming from? Instead of approaching that as we don't have the money to build a spa, so therefore it's not a creative urge and we can't do it and how frustrating we'll just sit here being angry, your response was we don't have the money to do this. Where is that available for us? Mm-hmm. Where can we reach out for help? Oh, my gosh, there's grants. Like even you learning the whole grants process going <laughs> mastering writing grants and applying for grants to receive those in your business that was I mean again this is full circle you're amazing at this you know preparation meets opportunity you're preparing you were initiating the pathways that you could okay Mm -hmm. there's grant money available well I I need to step into that field then I need to Mm -hmm. you know take some action here and use my energy and put my focus on this and therefore that creates the opportunity that we need. And now we've received the money to continue on with this. And, I, you know, we just manifested. We have to learn that. We have to learn how to ask for help and then openly receive that help as part of the collaborative process of initiating creative urges. Yeah, 100%. Even if we are rejected in the process. Yes. Um, like yes. there were two people, two people that said it wasn't, like we wouldn't qualify for this non-repayable grant that we received. Mm-hmm. And so, and and there was this like, like my heart was racing. Like, you know, my spleen was like, try again, try again, try again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was like, no, I just need to talk to the right person or I'm not informing correctly or I, or I haven't given up details or whatever it might be. Um, you know, and then it, and then it clicked, I guess, like two people prior to the person that helped us said it was not possible. Mm. So Mm. there's, um, you know, and then it's easy to be like, okay, well, it's not possible. Let me look at different avenues. And I was like, no, I do not accept this rejection. (laughs) (laughs) The spleen says no. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I think my view also helps like, which is possibility and Corey's is, um, is survival. So I think that that works really well together where we can see like, you know, I just, I know what's going to come to us. Like I can see the potential and I can see, 
you know, the ideas or the future of that. And then I have Corey on the other side. It's like, this is what we're going to need to survive. (laughs) (laughs) You know, this is what we're going to need to make it work. I'm like, perfect. So um, yeah, even if that rejection is there just to, to keep going. Very true. Very, very true. What has the, because you're a while into the business now. What has been the experience yeah. for you, especially because you, both you and Corey are manifestors, um, what's been the experience of trying to consistently maintain and run a business? Ah. <laughs> well, what's been my experience? So I, I don't, I don't, I still don't feel like we're running it. Like I, I don't know how to explain that. I think it's because it's, we haven't even been open a year. So, um, we've, we've been running for 10 months and I think it's choosing something that was passive enough that, and that we've opened up, like we, we work from home during the week. So in order to make that consistent, the jobs that we have delegated out, like automate, delegate, or eliminate are like my system mottos. (laughs) So I, we have delegated enough and made it passive and automated enough that the tasks that we do have we can do them on a Monday morning or on a Friday afternoon yeah yeah and I think that that's that's key for us and I'm already dreading like what I need to be in the spa like all day to welcome people (laughs) (laughs) um I I love being that receptionist. Like I I love doing that. Um, but it's not forever. Like I know that it's you know learn the skill and master it and systemize it and delegate it. After yeah. that, um, I think that was the trick was choosing something that was passive enough that we can you know either automate, delegate, or you know eliminate and figure out another way to run it mm-hmm. so that we aren't like chained to that specific task. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, of course. It's so insightful. And you you work with staff too, don't you? You have people that work in the business. We have one amazing girl that can never leave us if she's listening to this. (laughs) I feel the same way about you, Tasha. You're not allowed to leave. Please don't. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I was talking to her today, actually, just like we want staff um, to experience a little bit of what we experience running the business, which means like, I, you know, attracting people that are looking for something casual that can fit into their life so they can pursue their own, you know, purpose or whatever it might be. Um, And I'm finding that we're attracting those people. So Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's pretty interesting um, to do that. And it's, it's funny how um, we're evolving, like with these creative urges under this, like La Belle Cabane umbrella, I guess Mm -hmm. you could say, you know, of like, um, it's it's like the manifesto community, you know, there's all these things that you can create, like our umbrella is La Belle Cabane, but, you know, we've got the cabins that everyone's like, how are the cabins doing? I'm like, listen, lady, I'm, o- I'm over the cabins. <laughs> the cabins were so 12 months ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you know, listen, Linda, like I'm done telling you how the cabins are doing. <laughs> I am I, onto the spa. Can we talk about yeah. the spa? It's yeah. so funny. And I, you know, I try and not be rude and bring out my like, you know, sassy <laughs> Tasha because it's, um, it's, 
it is a huge part of what we do. Of course, it's a big part, but I'm like moving on, you know, I'm ready for the, the next thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I lost, yeah. No, what I was saying is that the, it's the umbrella, like La Belle Cabane is the umbrella. There's off grade cabins, there's the spa and, you know, whoever's listening can probably see this in their own life. Like this is, you know, I'm creating my urges. Not that you have to have like a theme to your life. It's mm. not what I'm saying. It's just that going back to what you're saying before, creating that space and that vacuum mm. has allowed us to hold space for La Belle Cabane, which is I can create a course on canning, like homesteading mm. if I want. Corey can, you know, grow some herbs and teach people how to do that. I can do some ceremonial stuff. I can teach people how to like, I don't know, detoxify their homes because it fits under like our off-grid healing vibe. Like mm. everything that I feel like I would be interested until the day I die will feels like it fits under La Belle Cabane. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, we talk so much about like, oh, manifest, just don't have a niche. Don't have a niche. You know, let your urges be yeah. the niche. But it's, I think that umbrella is the way better way to look at that. I think that our huge macro urges create the umbrellas for us. And mm-hmm. we just get to step under that umbrella for however long the urge exists and have all these little micro urges under that and just watch it evolve into something massive. And so we I mean, I have found for myself too, I don't end up really getting bored because I will initiate the micro urge. And when that's done, that's over, right? That's so like 12 months ago, I did that. Whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then that's still in existence and it's still serving people because it still fits under the umbrella. And mm-hmm. I, I am moved on to the next micro urge to the next initiation. Yeah. So I am, I'm satiated, right. And, and mm-hmm. I'm taken care of. And there's a, there's just a really beautiful symbiosis to the way that it naturally works. I think if we can take our own hands and our own sense of control and understanding off it, 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 it just is, it just creates mm-hmm. it. It's pretty masterful how it looks after itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good term. It brings like a good sense of, you know, safety, I guess. Yeah. Um, for those urges, knowing that, you know, it doesn't matter if the name changes or not everybody within this umbrella will be interested in all my micro urges and that's okay. And Mm -hmm. it's funny because initially, and I feel like, I don't even know, you would know better than me, Holly, but I feel like this is like part of my genius freak channel. That's like, when we started La Belle Caban, like we were like one week into it, I was like, Corey, and then we could have like an online platform and I could like passively do some like online courses about homesteading. And he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like that's, <laughs> he's like, we're building cabins. And I was like, but do you see the bigger picture? <laughs> you know? And he was like, you know, he was now he's like, of course that fits, you know, but there was this yeah. like, um, yeah, yeah, it was just so big, so early. And my impatience was like, you know, off the charts with what I could see it becoming. And it's, yeah. um, it's, I have to probably work on that because it probably comes out in my marketing and my interviews where I'm like cabins, pff, let's talk about phase five. <laughs> like <laughs> moving on. It's that view of possibility. I also have the view <laughs> of possibility and it's so like, but don't you see what's possible? <laughs> don't you see how big it could be? We cannot be small. We cannot play small. Um, and I think that's, you know, a little unsettling for some people around us sometimes. 
<laughs> Good for them. They will adjust. They will adjust. <laughs> um, can we can we talk about? Let's veer a little corner and talk about the whole concept of um, like attraction and manifestation because I think that that's been a real theme in your story and your journey so far and like I know this is what I get a lot because I do a lot of you know podcasting for other people which is a beautiful thing but what I get a lot is that people look at the the word manifester and think that it's all about manifestation and there's this confusion (laughs) around like Mm -hmm. oh well if you're a manifester then you must just manifest no we initiate and (laughs) through the initiation is our process of manifestation. But so much of of what you have built and continue to build has this element of just energetic attraction to it, right? The, oh, I okay, I manifested this grant or I manifested this staff member or we manifested the additional purchase of that land and all of those things. I'm curious just about what your, your view is. What's your opinion on that distinction between being a manifester but also having a process of energetic attraction and manifestation? Mm. I don't think I realized um, that distinction until I was in MMC. Like, yeah, I I feel um, like I'm definitely informing everyone, not telling them what to do, but to get on the wait list because the level of depth of my understanding of manifestation and how to do that for my specific chart that's different from every other manifester out there was not information I found until I did my certification. Yeah. <clears throat> but then it was like it trickled into my childhood. It trickled into like all these moments of my life where I'm like, I did the same thing for Mm. all of those times like Mm. I didn't connect to what that was until I like I had done all the studies to understand it kind of gave me like you know look for this in your past and look for this all these tips that I had learned you know doing I think it was in is it level three yeah yeah I think so yes it's somewhere in there Um, level two or level three (laughs) we do that yeah and I don't know if that's I don't know if that's really an answer. Maybe it's just my line one answer, like dive deep, get all the information (laughs) on how to specifically manifest for yourself. Um, But I think that was the trick and that the distinction is like, is the bright spots, like look Mm. in your past where you have been able to come through with manifesting something for your life. And Mm. what did you do? Yeah. Like, what did you do? And tracing that back it's going to be like aha uh-huh, like light bulb like yes of course like mine which of course comes to me like either when I'm like driving listening to music or showering like these like memories you know will mm-hmm. pop in that I have to like voice memo to myself because they bring about goodness mm-hmm. um is this memory when I was in grade like I don't know grade three or grade four and we were playing bingo <laughs> and I and I whispered, you, you know what bingo is, right? Is this yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We have that here too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I was like, I'm going to win. I kept saying, I'm going to win. My friends were like, yeah, yeah, you're going to win. And um, I just kept saying like, I'm going to win. And like the last person, the last number I won. 
And of yes. course, like I was like six years old or whatever. I don't know, not six, that's younger. Anyways, grade three or something. And um, that's my earliest memory of remembering, like not not at the time, but learning what I did in MMC, looking back, like this is how you can manifest things for your specific chart. I looked back and I was like, yes, like that is what I did at that time. That is what I did at that time and that time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. And I think connecting, connecting to that, um, that feeling of whatever it is for you and looking back at the bright spots and what environment you were in and how, you know, how physically you are when that happened is like there it's clues. Like we know how to manifest, like you've done it somewhere in your life, whether you've been like, I hope there's no line at the restaurant, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's not going to be a line at the restaurant. Like, what did you do? Did you listen to like a sweet ass song on the way there? Like, mm. you know, did you have a great sleep the night before? Like, there's a lot of things involved in our past, in our bright spots that we've already manifested. Yep. And I, I just think that's the distinction, like to, to look into that, whether you're a line one or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were, we were even saying that before we hit record on this podcast, right. Talking about, um, you know, when we want something to clear from our schedule, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I really don't, I don't want to do this meeting. I don't, I don't want to do this booking that I, I had. And we focus on that and <laughs> we put our energy to that and we say that, and then it clears, it disappears. Yeah. You know, the person cancels the meeting because they're sick or they don't show up or whatever it is. Um, it's this very kind of pure, simple, version of manifestation that we so often overlook because we think it's not significant enough to be manifestation Mm -hmm. but that's that's all it is we're just having this exchange and I love that I love your perspective on because I agree that's also my perspective what's your process what's your process because you're inbuilt with the process it's it's not like you have to learn the process you have the process so you need to just discover then what that process is and and maybe discard some of the noise and some of the layers that you've put on top of it. Um, but it's there. You're already mm-hmm. doing it anyway. I love that. Yeah. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I'm curious too. We should wrap up soon, but I'm, I'm curious about your journey as a manifester, having your own business, following your own creative urges, and yet still working for somebody else. Because um, obviously you you work for me and this is, I know that I'm spectacular. Let's just be clear. I'm not, <laughs> I'm yes. not looking to be told how amazing I am, though you're welcome to say that if you like. Um, but what's, you know, how is that balance for you? Because I think that uh, a lot of the manifestors that I speak to feel that they need to be all in or all out, right? It has to be, no, I'm running a business or no, I'm employed. And they are not super open to seeing the hybrid and the gray area and how that that can actually be supportive for your energy. So I'm curious about what your experience of that is. Oh. Yes, Holly, you are absolutely amazing. First off, <laughs> thank you, God. Yes. <laughs> um, no, honestly, I've I've said it like before. I answer your question. I've said it over and over. Of, um, and you know this when I send you memos to be like, am I allowed to say no? You know, like that 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 <laughs> always, like always for Tasha, like conditioned child wound. It's like mm. I must say yes to everything that of anyone that I work for. That's like. Um, you know, my parents, my, like everyone that's 
quote unquote, like not, not superior, but like that I work for that I have to like answer whatever it is answer to, um, I must say yes, always. And I think that's something that, um, you've definitely helped me with you. Oh, like, I, I don't think I, I don't think I believe that at first, actually in the interview, to be honest, I was like, <laughs> and I, I, and I didn't think I would follow through. Like it took a lot for me to be like, um, no, I don't really like this task. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like whenever I bring anybody into the business and I say this in the interview, like we have autonomy in this workplace. If you don't want to do something, all you need to do is say no. <laughs> and then we will find a way and it's um it's pretty gorgeous for me to watch people heal through that mm-hmm. as they come in and and do the experience like you've done of but but is it can i i know <laughs> <laughs> oh i said no and it's still okay Oof, okay yeah. great anyway carry on carry on yeah no i think it's wonderful for a lot of different reasons so from living just to paint the picture i live on 40 acres and our driveway is like 400 meters so we like we're in the forest, like we're, <laughs> we're out here and the, the entire province is a little bit like that. So mm-hmm. I need to say that the, like the social aspect of connecting with people that were, you know, rooting for the same thing or aware of something, a big part of my life that I love mm-hmm. human design is really important to me. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that was a huge part of being involved in that. And, um, you know, like I'm in New Brunswick because of your podcast that you were on with De Luna. Like this oh is why I'm here. Oh my gosh. Well, like I didn't that, know that. What? Oh, that's, that's where I first heard you. It was about coaching. Do you remember that podcast? I do. I do remember that podcast. <laughs> so that is where I first heard you. And then it was like trickle, trickle, you know, and then it, and then oh it went gosh. from there. Um, yeah. So you're welcome for bringing you to the end of your ladder <laughs> your, or the end of your of your staircase to know that you have created impact in one oh life. Oh my at goodness! Least. <laughs> yeah, I'm but, just having but, I'm but having a mean. manifesto moment of like, oh God, <laughs> what? I impacted somebody so hugely. Whoa! Thank you for informing me of that. Yeah, and um, I totally lost my train of thought. What were we talking about? <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, workplace work working um, for someone else. Yeah. So the social aspect was appealing to me, knowing that I, that you had to inform me right from the get-go of like, we are very systemized. We are very, you know, organized. Um, That was appealing to me. Like it it was a big, it's a big part of my chart as well. Um, And I think that the balance between that is, is part, it's like a relationship. Like it's 50, it was 50, 50. It's like, it's also my responsibility to say like, Hey, like I, this task, you know, is feeling a little bit not peaceful. Yeah. And it's also part of you to, to welcome that and to say like, Hey, I'm letting you know, to inform me if something is feeling not peaceful. Like I, I work with my staff on that. Like if you are unhappy with something like, let me know, I'm super flexible. Like I am here to make it work for you, but I cannot do it if you don't tell me like if you don't yeah you know I can't I yeah um so it, it was it works both ways and I think that that's the great match and being able to have like you know going back to living that life or being able to I guess have flexibility and freedom throughout our week so that I can systemize the work for you mm. when I feel like I'm more energetically connected to it mm. 
Um, And sometimes that's at 3 a.m. And sometimes (laughs) it's like at, you know, it's at noon. And I thank you for that. Like that is, um, you know, that's really wonderful to be able to do. Mm. And the only reason why I can manage it as, or I guess whatever word you want to use, um, where I manage it beautifully. Yeah. (laughs) Manage it is, um, because of the, because of your help, like the trainings and everything and being able to learn as much as I can about myself and know what's correct for me. Mm. And, um, you know, that post that you shared about our, can't even remember what it was, our energetics, our productivity on which day and, Oh, for yeah. what? Like yeah. I have followed that along with my indigenous teachings. Like it's kind of a blend of it all. Um, yeah, just to be able to work on the days where I have that space. And I would not be able to do that without you being open to that. Yeah. I I think that this there's a I mean, on a sort of wider like manifesto level, right? Um there's so much beauty that we are in the journey of discovering as manifestors about collaboration, about working with each other and, you know, what what that's like. How do we get the balance between two energetic beings that are both independent and both pushing in their own directions? And you mentioned it a little bit earlier about, you know, making sure that, you know, Corey's okay with helping you initiate your creative urge and and you being on board, you know, with initiating his. And I think that it's the same dynamic in the the team that we have here that runs the Manifesto community. It's, um, I don't know how well I do necessarily at it, but I try to be aware of understanding that I have a, a group of people around me who are incredibly supportive and encouraging and they're bringing their energy to me and to my space for the purpose of initiating my creative urges. And, mm. you know, because I'm working with manifestors, right, where does where does that stop? What healthy level of expectation can I have on a manifestor to help me initiate my urge? And then where can I be really aware of their urges and do what I can to help them initiate that as well? Um, and, you know, you're... Yeah. you're you're an enormous support to my urges. I mean, we, the reality is for everybody listening, the stuff that we produce here in the business would not be produced without Tasha. It just wouldn't, it would, oh, come on. No, it's true. (laughs) It is true. (laughs) Everything that you see that comes out, whether it's, you know, a course being put together, whether it's podcast episodes coming out, um, whether it's payments being processed, it's, that is, that's all Tasha. So, um, there is an amazing harmony available, I feel, in manifestors supporting each other through our urges. We're just, we're kind of learning it though. I don't think we have full language and full understanding of it just yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what, sorry to cut you off earlier. That's what oh, I was going to say. Like this could be, like this could be a podcast on its own of understanding mm-hmm. that because I, Like, I don't know where it comes from, but I feel connected to those urges as well. Like when something is launched, like something is launching, I feel like it's like, um, obviously I'm not involved in like the process of, you know, when it comes to you and all that kind of thing. But I feel like when you're launching something and you inform us of the business updates, I'm like, yes, like, I'm like, Mm -hmm. yes, like I'm so pumped for this to come out, you know? Mm. And I don't, I don't know why I connect to all those things, but um, I think one place to look for manifestor manifest relationship is like the splenic fears, because a lot of mm. the like, it's going to lead, 
you know, it's going to lead to nothing if I do this, or I'm scared that it's all like worth nothing. If I help this person build this or whatever it might be, um, that I feel like that's a good place to start. You know, if there's anyone that's doing like many men relationships and not sure how to kind of go about, or that there's some friction or whatever it might be. I feel like that's a, that one comes up for me. Mm. Not between, not between us, but like, Oh, to God. help yeah, people yeah. <laughs> to help people like with a place to start, you know. I think that's of- such a good point. Yeah, I think that's very, very real. I mean, it's I, at its fundamental level, we're just talking about relationships here, right? Mm-hmm. And the manifesto to manifest a relationship potentially could be very hard, or it could be very expansive. And whenever we have that level of intensity, fear is present. It's present, and the the splenic yeah. gates are such a good guidance point on that i'm pretty sure because i know people are going to ask me about this after the podcast um i'm pretty sure we have an instagram post series somewhere further down if you scroll down through the instagram where we have gone through each of the gates in the spleen and what fear they are associated with so definitely Mm. worth checking out because it's i mean it's just very real isn't it like, oh, I will tell your virtual assistant favorite. to put it in the show notes. Okay. <laughs> that would be you. Put it in the show notes. <laughs> um, it has been so nice. It's been so nice to just share some of you with the audience. I mean, I, I am used to having you around and having your conversation and your wisdom and your insight. Um, but you're so kind of behind the scenes here that other people don't really get to see it on full display. And I know that you like to be behind the scenes. So thank you. Thank you for letting us see you. And thank you for letting us share some of you. Where can, where can people find you? Where can they follow just your, your beautiful journey? Oh, depends of what stage the life of their lives that they're at. <laughs> um, our website is La Belle Cabane, but it's French, so I can I can write it. That's really where I am on a daily basis. It's our macro creative urge. Um, but one thing that's been really exciting are the readings that have come up. Um, you can mm. also find me there on the website, yes. and um, I have a lot to say about that, but we don't have time for that right now. <laughs> so um, I, w- I would love to to do more readings and and help more people that way. And it's been really enlightening doing the ones I've done so far. So yeah, I will share both of those links in the show notes. <laughs> because she will be producing <laughs> the episode once <laughs> so we are done here. Yes, yes, we didn't mention that. But Tasha um, has obviously certified through our Manifesto Mastery certification program. Um, she's one of our specialized readers in our book of reading product. And she's phenomenal. I mean, she's the the stuff that you bring in, Tasha, and your wealth of experience and depth and ancestry. And I mean, it's just, it's extraordinary. So she's mm-hmm. definitely worth booking in um, a reading with. And that's that's all on our website, just at the Manifesto community. But of course, everything will be linked in the show notes as usual. Mm-hmm. Thank you, yes. my love, for your time. Thank you for your willingness to share with all of this at, at all of this story, all of yourself and expose all of yourself to our audience here. Um, everybody, for sure, just at the very least, follow along the La Belle Cabin journey. <laughs> I <laughs> love following the social media and just 
drooling. I just drool. I'm constantly showing people your Instagram. Um, look at this. I look at these cabins. Look at the spa. Yeah. Look at what she's thinking. <laughs> I think. I think this is like our, our. This is like. Is this our little plug-in for like a Canadian retreat? Is this like? This, is it happening right now? It is. <laughs> yes. Yes. We. I actually have it booked on my calendar for a couple of weeks' time to do a brainstorm with some of our other staff about like the, a Manny camp. A, a gathering and I I feel like we've been holding it in our back pocket for a long while doing doing a gathering in Canada at La Belle Command <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna happen it's gonna yeah. we, we are finding a way it will be created so I'll be um, here for a while but you know <laughs> as promised I I don't know for how long because my creative urges <laughs> are just you know exactly. as long as they're here for the timing is on. Uh, let us know, everybody listening, inform us on how you feel about that. Do you want to manifest a gathering at some beautiful off-grid cabins in Canada? Because the rest of us are available for it. Um, oh, thank so you, Tasha. Thank, thank, you, thank you, thank you, Holly. thank you for being here. I so appreciate you. Thank you for being you and thanks everyone for listening. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us today in another episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. We so enjoy having you here and whether you are listening to my insights or the wisdom of one of our other incredibly talented manifesto specialists, we really truly hope that you have taken away power, transformation and wisdom about your own manifesto magnificence. Before you go and switch off, we would be so humbly grateful if you could take the time to either leave a podcast review right on the platform that you're listening to, or if you feel like it, please do a share across your social media. We love to hear how each of the episodes is impacting you, and we love to provide an opportunity for you to inform us via social media. So please share a story or a post about this episode and tag us at The Manifesto Community. Until next time, please, manifestors, keep hunting for purpose.